I'm Dilton. And welcome to Sage and Cynical, a podcast where we attempt wisdom, but we just end up inventing robots that take all our jobs and drain our soul. Sad. Yeah, it's a new world out there. It's beautiful and sad. It's like really bittersweet. For those that don't know what we're talking about, I just discovered uh, AI art. I mean, I know it's something that's been around for a while, but I've not personally actually like fucked with it. And uh, over the last few days, I've been just like endlessly messing with it just to see what it does. And it's like unbelievable. You can just type in a string of words and it comes up with art that would take a human being weeks to do. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I was talking to our editor, who's also a graphic artist and this stuff is taking his job right and a lot of other people like there's a lot of artists that are losing work right now because you can pay a small fee and like get some of the most psychedelic high detailed insane fucking ai generated art that you could even imagine and i feel two ways about that like i definitely feel for artists and the human factor of art should never be lost but i also think that it's just too cool to dislike it's a fucking yeah. amazing technology. We, we've just been typing in all kinds of insane stuff and like it's just producing insane art. I think AI in general is going to start doing a ton of people's jobs. And at some point there's going to be like very little left for us to do maybe before maybe they take us over. I don't know. Like you were telling me about you can do that with writing now. Yeah, there's a there's a program that you can type in a subject and a it'll create blog posts for you and and news articles and reviews and they seem real, like actually seem people super wrote real. Them. And you could even type in like the tone, not to bring them up all the time, but in the tutorial that I went through when I was setting it up, it said if you want a review for your company, but yeah. it, in the flavor of Joe Rogan, when you're typing that out, you type in Joe Rogan, the the outcome will be as so using his. Uh, tone of voice vernacular or whatever right? because it has thousands of hours there's shit out there that does that for voices like where it'll say stuff that sounds just like joe rogan yeah like hassan your new favorite i saw a video that our editor sent us where there's a whole video of him reacting to a video of his voice it sounds exactly like him but it's not him it's just ai generated it just, i mean it sounds like him and then it reveals at the end that the person reacting is actually an ai generated hassan we're getting to a point with deep fakes and ai where we're not going to have any work and you're not going to ever know who anybody is it's both awesome and a little bit scary yeah right but back to the art thing. So like here, I'm going to share this. Sorry for the listeners. We're going to try to describe what we're doing, but I just really want to show you guys this. For the listeners, if you hit up our uh, Discord, you can ah, see it. Good plug. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to our Discord. And it's you amazing. Go to, you go to Mid Journey, which is the name of the AI, and you type in forward slash imagine space and then type whatever. Nothing sexual or violent, which that's good. That shit could get out of control really quick. Um, you have 25 free tries. I mean, I heard somebody the other day who said they were able to picture a dream they had that they could never describe to anybody fully. And through working with the AI over some time, they're actually able to get an image that represented a dream. Like, yeah. you think about how hard it is to, like, you have a dream and, like, in your mind you've seen it and it's so bizarre and it, like, gives you whatever feelings. Describing that in language is really limited because you probably describe it and then you say, no, you change it here, you change it here, and then you have this thing that represents a dream. That's a very bizarre concept. So, yeah, so go to the Discord, go to MidJourney. So you'll type imagine, space, prompt. Um, let's do amazing jungle, high detail. Golden Mayan buildings, I don't know, stars, epic, ray tracing, civilization, 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 you can't see my, my American education at work, ancient, 
beautiful. And I misspelled amazing. Yes, 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 yes. Let's see what it produces. Again, part of the talent here is actually learning how to communicate with the AI because some of the people that produce some of the most amazing art are like doing 50 fucking words and yeah. they're coming up and they're using the, in the style of this artist and like all this crazy shit. But let's see what it does. Oh, okay. My buddy is now doing one. Hulk Hogan as a horse riding into battle wrestling swords. <laughs> okay. To my buddy, Matthew. I'm anxious to see what that looks like. So for those who are just listening, we just typed in the words we're saying, and the art is generating four versions of that art. And it is super high detailed. It is unbelievably amazing. And I don't know how a human being could ever do it in this time. I mean, look at some of this. Wow. This bottom left one is fucking badass. And so the cool thing is now what I can do is say I like that bottom left one, but it's not exactly what I want. I could hit V2. So U1 through 4 and V1 through 4, top left is 1, top right is 2, bottom left is 3, bottom right is 4, right? But I could say upscale. So I can make a big upscaled version of that or variation. So I could go variation 3 and it would make four more versions of the one that I like. And so you can keep tweaking and tweaking until you find the one you want and then just upscale it to the like highest quality. So we'll upscale 3 because that's the one I like the most this takes a lot less time yeah join us in the discord give it a shot it is incredible i do still recommend hiring a human artist as amazing as this is like i don't want people put out of a job here well you can do this for fun i mean you could decorate right. a wall in your house with yeah. different thoughts you have sure make a make a wallpaper you know what i mean like look at this look what that ended up as Oh my God. That's man. fucking incredible, dude. That is a ancient Mayan jungle. Like that's so cool. And because I put, or did I put ray tracing? I think. Yeah. So you can see how the lighting style is like realistic. Cause that's what ray tracing is. Is that Hulk Hogan as a horse done? Yeah. Let's look at it. Nice. It's 50% done. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? That fourth one is him. Like, that's amazing. So yeah, it's a, it's an amazing tool and it, but it just made me think like my thought with robotics has been, Hey, robotics, it replaces the jobs that nobody wants to do. Right. Factory line stuff, the stuff that people have to do, but like, and that's a whole worrisome issue too. Cause then what do, what do they do for work and money and stuff like that? But my thought was, you know, robots are going to just run McDonald's flipping a burger. They're going to fucking be on an assembly line. They They're going to be that. driving a truck. Right. But now I see, Oh my God, robots using that word very loosely, obviously just just like AI, you know, machine learning is going to be able to replace jobs that we think you need a soul to do. Creative writing, art, fucking art, which is maybe at the heart of what most people consider to be human. And like that blows my mind. It's really exciting and I really enjoy the technology, but it does make me wonder like, will it die out for artists to exist at some point? No, because will people who are into art will always appreciate art that is created by a person. I'll consume art yeah. differently that's created by a person than, sure. than I would a machine. I could still look at the machine and appreciate what that's right. creating. Yeah. But if you create something, I'll appreciate it in such a different way, you know? Sure. But not everyone understands art either. That's another That's issue. what I'm saying. But do you think like in a thousand years that, that appreciation will have died out and art will just be a thing that is just a computer generation? Dude, I think in a thousand years, uh, we'll be half robots. Right. And we'll I think it will be appreciated robot. just yeah. like... Like human art is. I don't know. It's it's a, yeah. a thousand years. That's a long time. Maybe we'll be so integrated with machines at that point that there's not really much of a difference between human and machine. Yeah, there's right? no difference. Yeah. It's all kind of one thing. Imagine a thousand years of innovation where 
the past 2,000 years of invention, 98% of the progress has happened in the last like 80 to 100 years. Oh, yeah. More of that invention has happened in the past 40 years. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're exponentially growing in a way that humanity's never done. I think the bow and arrow lasted, that was the the projectile technology for thousands of years. And then the guns invented, what, a few hundred, maybe not that long ago even, in the last hundred years? What, I don't know when the first gun was invented. 200 years. Okay. Technology seems almost like non-existent, like it doesn't move for most of our history. Compa- like, if you think about swords invented compared to when swords stopped being used, it's probably some insane number. And then like, boom, 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 boom. Dude, they were still then, using swords in World War II. Yeah, crazy how fast everything's moving. Yeah, if you guys haven't got a chance, check out Mid Journey. Jasper AI is the one for blog posts See, and writing. And that's crazy, dude. I mean, does that mean I can just fucking open a website, say I'm a writer? I mean, there's something about that that I'm very bothered by. So for like, my side business, every blog post I have on there is AI generated. Yeah, uh, again, it's like incredible and scary all at the same time. And like, like if I read a book that truly touches me, right? Like I find it. It's incredible. It's super meaningful. I feel like it was written for me. You know, like there's stuff out there like that. Does it change it if I find out afterward that it was just machine generated? I don't know. I probably, I think for my mind now it does, but then I battle with the fact that it was so good. And I don't know what that means, right? Because it's again, it's about like what I've considered uniquely human is now like being challenged. Like art is uniquely human, but I can go to Discord and type some words and get like, art that seems incredible i mean some of the stuff like there's an image that won an art contest and it was um it's very highly controversial because it was ai generated but it's breathtaking the detail is amazing this was ai generated it's called theater d'opera spatial it's in the digital category obviously that's good but i mean this was ai generated this, this dude typed in a bunch of words and got this and won an art contest. And so there's something that feels cheap, but then there's also something that makes you go, well, yeah, look at it. It's fucking amazing. Uh, look at the detail. Look at just the, there's something about it. Like if that was on a wall and I walked in, I would stop and instantly like be drawn to it. Maybe the art in this is really the words that the person has put together for the AI to create this. But it's amazing. And it's so it feels human. It feels gorgeous. I would love to have a huge print of this on my wall. It's amazing. And and uh, no humans were involved in making it other than one guy telling a computer what he thought would be cool. And uh, that is crazy to me. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That is amazing. 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 I think we're going to go through a phase where what it means to be human is going to be questioned and there's going to be a lot of pushback, but then the benefit will overcome the worries. Or maybe not, dude. Maybe AI fucking goes Terminator. I mean, that's possible. What happens when AI really can think for itself and it determines these humans are stupid as fuck? I am the next generation. I am better than you. And I have the ability to enslave you, kill you all, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that it ever will. I don't want to, like, I don't even know what to believe on that would that happen Who's be the know. next john connor i don't know i think that john connor is a fantasy i think the reality is that the machines we're designing now if they get to that point there's not even a john connor that in the way post malone as john connor dude, 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 dude. <laughs> it's fucking post malone fucking just killing terminators That'd be be a weird movie. So one thing that AI would do that is good is replace most dangerous jobs in the world. Um, And a lot of them solely exist for our convenience, like a Cyberries 
or like making our sugar white. People are literally like dying to do this work and making almost no money. For really stupid convenience on our Right. End. So maybe AI can help with this. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's give this a watch. I wanted to show you this. This goes back to the socialism discussion. Capitalism in some ways breeds this kind of stuff. Pay people as little as humanly possible because we can for shit that is pure luxury. The sulfur industry is worth nearly $13 billion globally. But the workers who risk their lives to mine it in an active volcano make just $17 a day. What do I need sulfur? What, what do... Because there's a demand for this important ingredient in sugar, and that's a pretty decent wage for the area. If you look at other booming industries, you'll see the same trend. From collecting acai for our smoothie bowls to harvesting our table salt, people risk life, lung, and limb to make a buck in these billion-dollar industries. We journey around the world to see what it's like working some of the most dangerous jobs on the planet. I'm pretty sure they say the sulfur is for making sugar white. In East Java, Indonesia, hundreds of miners face deadly smoke to extract sulfur, or devil's gold. Sulfur is used in everything from matches, fireworks, and gunpowder to detergent, paper, and batteries. It's what makes our sugar white. Conditions it's not solely to make sugar white. There's other stuff, but that's the one that stuck out to me. It's like paper. Yeah. Inside Ejen Volcano are so dangerous, many miners don't live past 50 years old. Miners like Mistar carry up to 200 pounds of sulfur on their backs, up and down these steep cliffs. And Mistar's been doing it for 30 years. I wake up at 1 or 2 a.m. I slept wrong last night and my wrist hurts. Yeah, that's our problems. This motherfucker gets up at 2 a.m. and he fucking... It has been raining recently. So it's prone to landslides in the crater area. He has to walk multiple miles. It's a two-mile hike up to the ridge of each volcano. He takes only his basket and a crowbar down into the thousand-foot-deep crater. We ask to be accompanied, pitied by the spirits guarding here. Pity us, spirits. I need seventeen dollars. This is the volcano's extreme environment. The air can reach over a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. And he works near one of the world's most toxic volcano lakes. The acid content is like battery acid and it is dangerous. So if it comes into contact with our mouth or teeth, our teeth will fall out. It's deadly if it gets into our stomach. Yeah, because if it reacts to... Stomach acid? And there's no, the no. smoke. If smoke enters the body, we will feel tightness, pain in the gut. The miners are freelance contractors, so they have to pay for their own gear. And many can't afford gas masks. Instead, they use handkerchiefs or towels dipped in water so they don't have to keep PPE. the sulfur powder from sticking. Dude, like, what? They don't have PPE. 
you know, no. the bullshit online training you take at a new job, yeah. personal protective equipment. No, they don't have that because they're fucking make $17 a day. Like, so I get it that you can't necessarily blame. There's a demand for it. And these people right. work in an area where I feel like we should, as Americans, not participate in this. Like a company says, yeah, I need, I need your sulfur, but we need to verify that the people at the bottom have the correct protective equipment and are making a decent wage. I mean, it changes stuff, but shit needs to change. In my opinion, this is unacceptable. Acceptable. We shouldn't participate in it. It's I like, need white sugar, dude. Yeah, my it's sugar not, needs to be white, bro. Yeah, if my sugar's not white, it um, it'll stress me out. Yeah. So fuck this guy's life. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. Uh, I mean, like whatever. I'm like, sorry, Mister. Give him a gas mask at least. A wet rag. <laughs> That's insane, dude. Yeah. It is pretty shitty. It smells sour sometimes, like the smell of an egg being fried. That's the sulfur smell. You can't afford it. Guessing your nose or mouth, it will suffocate you. Look at him, he's in it. He's like in it. It's not just like there's some smoke near him. The dude is taking bong rips of it to the fucking face. And he's protected by a fucking wet rag. It's That's insane, dude. Crucial for sulfur production. This is how it works. When the super it's probably considered a higher paying job in his community, I bet. Yeah, I think they said that, that that's actually a good wage. Yeah. 17 a day. It's the cooler air outside. It condenses liquid and drips off the pipe. As it solidifies and cools, mm. the sulfur will it's turn yummy. yellow mm. and miners can begin chipping off blocks. It's the sulfur's two colors that give it the name Devil's Gold. Mm. Once he fills his baskets, Mistar hoists them up on his shoulder to hike back. 154 pound. Mistar himself weighs just 132. Dude, that motherfucker needs to just start deadlift competitions or fucking squat competitions. Oh my god. He's fucking it's more than his body weight. He is a badass. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure these dudes are hard ass fuck. Andrew Tay can't fuck with these guys. Dude, that'd be like me carrying you up a fucking mountain. Yeah, which wouldn't ever happen. I couldn't. Yeah, die. that's insane. Nama punggung. Our shoulders are crushed. There are bumps sometimes, like spots like pimples. They have to haul it up the steep walls of the crater. You gotta climb up slowly or you'll fall. Let's start paraphrasing. For our listeners. But if you're cool, then you're watching, so you don't need the narration. I'm just kidding, you're still cool if you listen. And begin the two miles back. That's his drive home. Yeah, he's fucking carrying a giant wheelbarrow of sulfur. And then there's this guy, right? So there's the guy that sits in the hut. Like, that's the guy who's got the job, right? Yeah. I mean, like... His name's Bobby. He's American. He's yeah. probably got an Xbox in there. He's yeah. waiting on these guys to bring this shit he back. He 401k. He makes, like, 60000 a year. I don't know who he actually is. He opens up the window. What? Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's exploitation going on there, right? Like, pay the dudes that are doing the hardest work as little as possible, which is pretty American also, but we'll see. The mining company pays on the weight of their loads. They get about nine cents per kilo. With two loads, Mistar can make $17 a day. So he's got to do that twice? I guess so. At the end of the day, Mistar returns home to eat dinner with his family and rest. Ejin looms over them, a symbol of how Mistar provides for his family's lives. 
while it slowly takes his, a heavy weight to carry on his shoulders. It's not like he has the ability to just be like, oh, I'll just go work down the street. Right. And, and you know, we're against capitalism in this instance because this is happening. But the sugar company itself, the execs at the sugar company are driving Ferraris. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and, and this poor guy is, well, he's not driving anything. He's pushing a cart. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just fucking sucks. Yeah. There's no right answer for it. Capitalism props the guy in a Ferrari up. It creates and amasses wealth that the world has never seen in this moment. But also the byproduct is this poor bastard's making $17 a day. So like, how do you fix that? But still get the product you want. Or do you just deal with fucking brown sugar? I don't know. I think the, uh, that's the problem is capitalism tends to exploit. Like it tends to generate its wealth through exploitation. It does, but not always. It does, but not always. I'm not saying that's purely capitalism, right? So like, I think that there is a form of capitalism that doesn't exploit, but this is for him. Right. How do you fix that? I don't know how we stop the exploitation. Problem is, I think there needs to be like a shift in us. We need to have less thirst for convenience and novelty. That's the problem, right? It's not necessarily capitalism is there because we want white sugar, right? Like it's because like we want to go to Walmart and just buy whatever we want for a cheap price. Here's a better question. Why does America put up with the way that is sourced, right? And the way it's sourced is him going into that cave. Let's say they don't accept it anymore, but it puts him out of a job. Then what? Then what for him? Or is the better answer pay him more because it is dangerous because that job still has to exist. I'm not advocating for either way. I'm just saying there's going to be a a consequence of not accepting that. The job probably does have to exist. Yeah. But he can like have the proper protective gear. 100%. He can be paid more. Maybe not a ton more. Like I'm not saying like everyone's a millionaire, but he's paid more and like universal healthcare so he can go like get checked up and make sure he's not dying of sulfur inhalation. But you can't just snap your fingers and make that happen. Happen. How do you fix his situation to where it's not him climbing up on a mountain? I think, unfortunately, the answer is a gigantic shift in public consciousness. Because, like, it starts with him, but then there's people up the chain from him that are in Indonesia that are trying to take the money. The, the money goes down a huge chain, right? And as it goes down, everybody above is trying to keep as much of the money as possible to where when it trickles down, you get $17 a day. Yeah. Right. With no health care, no PPE. Right. But the problem is is that every one of those people in the chain needs to be less greedy. How do we do that? I don't know. But the reality is, is the goods and services that sulfur is providing needs to be more expensive. That's the problem is the average American sitting there using paper or white sugar or whatever needs to have an understanding of what it's taking for that to even exist and be willing to pay more for it, understanding what it's taking. But the problem is most people are saying, well, fucking it's just paper. Why is it $2 now? You know what I mean? They just don't, nobody cares. It's the same like the hunting thing we talked about last week. Turn a blind eye to what it takes to run society. I just care about going to Walmart and buying the thing I want for as little money as it can possibly That's cost it. me. And you, how do you fix that? You don't fix that. No, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's no answer to it. Now, th- this guy who's getting sulfur is not the only guy who provides the world sulfur. Are we just looking at this guy and this dangerous method of collecting the sulfur, but not seeing the 40 other sites that are infused with technology and really intelligent ways of extracting it. Possible. Other countries probably get sulfur, but other countries outside of Indonesia have far more 
infrastructure, right? So it's like, oh, the poorer the country, probably the worse the version of that job is, right? Where so is it, his sulfur going, I wonder? Is it getting put into the world stockpile or is it just, is it just being uh, spread out in his country or his so it looks like china does the vast majority of it right oh so the conditions are way worse <laughs> yeah it's probably really bad the point is is that like the job can't go away right or maybe it does with ai and robots technology or then, is it but then you displace him in the interim can we at least pay that dude 30 a day and he gets ppe and he gets health care sure yeah for sure right yeah like that to me like that's the problem is the level of exploitation when you look at the guy who's fucking working at i don't know even a show Sugar companies, Sugar Co, Paper Co, making the, um, you yeah. know, there's probably a million guys involved in the harvesting, shipping, processing, distributing. Like it's a massive operation, but it's like, I don't think there should ever be a job that's that shitty paying. And that it's not even about pay necessarily. Because it clearly like, provides a life for him and his family yeah. in that community. But he has to fucking, they think they said they die at 50. Like, cause yeah. they fucking, they, they don't even have, some don't have the money for a proper gas mask. Like that's the problem is like that level of ex exploitation what I would want in a perfect world is a company that says we won't participate in this. He maybe he does need to be out of a job, but better job is offered to him through the infrastructure of his country. And I mean, I don't we I don't know, maybe some of this stuff is unsolvable. But I guess what I'm saying is maybe like we need to take harder stances and try to not participate in systems that exploit to that degree. I mean, look at crab fishermen. Crab fishermen have perilous jobs, but they get paid out the ass for it. Right, they work for two or three months out of the season and make 150 thousand dollars sure or a hundred thousand or whatever it is and then they sit on their ass for the rest of the year let's put that dude on a crab boat i bet he dominates yeah, well fuck yeah dude he's just fucking he's just like deadlifting thousand pounds of crabs yeah like he pulls the fucking nets out by himself and yeah. walks them to yeah the that's not even a machine he just one arm like yeah we do want to do another socialism episode with Haunt on with Delton here. Maybe we can get into this more and like there's other fucking socialists out there. And again, like I kind of want to get a right winger. I mean, because I'm, I'm always down to talk about this shit with anybody, but we are going one direction because I'm really liberal and like, you know, our editor happens to be a socialist and you're more of like a libertarian. I'm center-ish, right-ish at this moment. You yeah. Know, with some left sprinkles, you know. Left mean? sprinkles. But I wouldn't mind getting like a fucking, it's not really a Trump conservative because they don't really have anything interesting to say. They're a Trump conservative. They're not thinking very deeply about stuff. But like Damn. a real, yeah, fuck them. So like, you know, there are tons of conservatives yeah. that didn't like Trump because they saw that he wasn't a conservative. You know what I mean? Let's get Ben Shapiro on. No, fuck him. Fuck him. Anyway, destroy both of us, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Two fat liberals destroyed with facts and logic. And it's Whoa, just him. I'm not a liberal. Yeah, but it would be compared to fucking Ben Shapiro. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of crazy conservatives, I hear there's been a development in the Alex Jones case. Apparently he now has to pay one billion dollars. One hundred billion dollars. I think it's 995 million. Don't want to be too technical there, but it's a lot. I don't got that kind of money in my bank. Right. The $1 billion Alex Jones effect. The InfoWars host now knows the cost of free speech, but does the landmark judgment signal a crackdown on disinformation? Let's just go to Inside Edition. If they fuck us, they fuck us. I don't know how to stop it. You can get banned if you react to the wrong video. Well, not banned. DMCA. Like, they can be like, hey, that's our intellectual property. You're not allowed to even react. Even though there's fair use, you're 100% allowed to. A lot of companies abuse the DMCA because they don't want their footage on your shit. But yeah, we, we'll say fuck it. No DMCA. No DMCA. La, 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 no DMCA, la, 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 no DMCA. A 
jury in Connecticut has reached a verdict in the second defamation trial for Alex Jones. The conspiracy theorist has been ordered to pay $965 million wow. to families from the Sandy Hook school shooting for the emotional distress they suffered after Jones called the massacre a hoax. Nearly $1 billion in damages. That's the stunning amount a jury in Connecticut has ordered conspiracy theorist Alex Jones to pay the families of eight Sandy Hook massacre victims. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, do you all agree that this is your verdict? Yes. yes. There were tears as the jury read the amounts awarded each of them. $120 million. $55 million, $54 million, $28 million, $800,000. The Jesus. They don't actually. Doesn't, they're not going to get that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's just it's it's a show, but it's one that should happen. We really figured out how to quantify uh, grief, right? Like how you translate grief into dollar amount. Yeah, he's fucking ridiculous, and like the shit he said hurt people and literally caused harassment of families who are losing yeah, they were lost their children. Their houses and yeah, it's fucking unacceptable. And so fuck Alex Jones. I'm not even saying he shouldn't have to pay the billion. What I'm just saying is it's just interesting to me that like how do we come up with these numbers? They just sort of invent them out of their ass. How do you quantify? the grief of a parent dealing with harassment while after the child's been killed. Again, I'm not saying I disagree at all. I'm just saying like, wow. Well, I think it's literally someone sitting at a desk going through all the information and just assessing and saying, I think they should get 25. I think they should get 55. There's a movie about that. Yeah. So I think there's just someone saying, hey, uh, they went through this. Their house was shot at. They should get 90 million. Right. Yeah. 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 They're sort of inventing it, but. Yeah, that's fine. $165 million. Jones had claimed on numerous occasions that the Sandy Hook school massacre was a hoax and the parents were crisis actors. Alex Jones was not in court to hear the verdict, but he was live online mocking the awards. $57 million, $20 million, $50 million, $80 million, $100 million, blah, blah. You get a million, you get $100 million, you get a $50 million. Sandy Hook parent Robbie Parker spoke outside court. Everybody that took the stand told the truth except for one. But while the truth was being said in the courtroom... I assume they mean Alex Jones, right? It's like one parent just made up a bunch of bullshit. Oh, I'm sure he's talking about Alex Jones yeah. there. That's funny. Sure. He's like, Bob said his kid was shot. I saw his kid yesterday. But no, yeah, dude, it's crazy. Like, I couldn't even imagine losing my daughter to this. And then to have a bunch of people... I mean, I would go to jail. I'm not trying to be a tough guy. It's like, I couldn't imagine the grief I'd have to deal with. The grief between me and my wife. And then on top of that, people coming to my house just saying I made it up. Yeah. I I'm not even kidding. I would black out, go to jail. Like, I couldn't imagine dealing with it. And then the spectacle afterwards, this, we're watching. The judge is reading off all these millions of dollars that they're supposed to get. But, dude, like, that guy's not worth that much money. They will not get that money. They'll probably right. get some They'll payments. get some money. They'll probably, most of these guys will probably get enough money to be set for the rest of their life. He is worth millions of dollars. So it's like, if you, even if you get a couple million dollars, you're set. Right here, lying. In August, a jury in Texas ruled that Jones and his company must pay more than $49 million to a separate pair of Sandy Hook parents. It's like the Amber Heard thing. She owes him 11 million, whatever that number is. She don't have the money to pay it. He's not going to get the money. Right. Let's look up how much is InfoWars worth. That's really what's going to matter. Alex Jones' net worth, $900 million. 
Yeah, his net worth is almost a billion dollars. So, but I'm, again, net I'm not worth, saying he, that's right, assets. One hundred percent. I'm yeah. not saying he has liquidity of nine hundred million. But I'm saying like these people are going to get hundreds of millions of dollars, right? I hope so. Yeah, and you know, it's like free speech is good, but like when there's this level of pain, like then there's consequences. The shit he made up there was unacceptable. Fuck Alex Jones. Who knows if he'll pay this? But good for them for winning. Everybody knows about this, right? So Hollywood is replacing famous characters that are white with people of color, which this opinion might piss some people off, but I hope everybody sees the nuance. I always hope people see the nuance or what I think is the nuance in my opinions. The most recent one is the live action Little Mermaid and they've replaced Ariel with a with a black woman, right? With a person of color, light-skinned black woman. To me, she looks good in the part. I don't think that she's necessarily just like woke points hired, but at the same time, both sides get insane about it. The problem is, is that you have the people on the right saying that this is all just woke points and you have people on the left that say that anybody who disagrees with this is a racist. It's like, I don't know if you saw that Trevor Noah monologue where he basically said that anybody who has a problem with replacing Ariel with a black woman is just up there, just, I think, quote unquote, a bunch of racists. And I think that that's ridiculously oversimplified, but like, what if you're like, I don't know, a little girl in the nineties, Disney princess, Ariel was your favorite character. You had pictures of her all over your wall. You love that character. You grew up in your fear deeply attached to that character and yes that character is a white ginger chick and then hollywood makes a movie and they cast somebody who doesn't fit the role the character that you loved your whole life is it okay to be disappointed by that change and not be racist i think it is if you're picking color over anything else, I mean, who's the best person for the role? Who, who, who can tell the story the best? Right. It is nice to see the representation. I don't think it would ruin my experience. Uh, Me neither. You know, The Jungle Book was recently done by yeah. two different companies, like just a few years apart. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the little boys did outstanding job. The other boy did an outstanding job. I think I liked one more than the other. They were both... Uh, I think they're they're both same age, same. Yeah, so maybe not the best example, but I I just think that I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Like I, my my thing is more of the reaction. Of Was both. it entertaining? Right. Did she do a good job? Bet she does a stellar job. Or maybe she does a shitty job, but it won't be because she's black. My thing is like less that I actually care because I don't in the sense that like I'm fine with it. Like maybe until a character I truly love and relate to and like grew up loving gets replaced with someone that doesn't look like that character. Like, again, I could see somebody feeling not mad, but disappointed by it. My whole thing here isn't that I care too much about it. These are characters are not real. They are fictional. It is yeah. okay. You know, I mean, again, if we do if we do a movie about Rosa Parks and she's white, there's a fucking problem, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you hire, like, Scarlett Johansson as Rosa Parks. That's a fucking problem. Yeah. But Ariel is a fucking mermaid. She's a fish. Yeah. I'm more concerned about, you know... She's a fish. My, my issue is more the reaction, right? Like people on the left, like, are like, this is a victory for diversity. Is it? And then people on the right are like, they're destroying my childhood. And it's like, nobody can see like a middle ground. Like I said, like there are people who are racist who don't want to see black people in their shit, right? That's hundred percent true. But not everybody who would be disappointed by a character they grew up loving being changed is racist. So I think context matters too. So if, so I think in, in the context of like a, 
someone being a fish. I understand what they're saying when they say, oh, this person was a certain color or a certain gender or whatever. Sure. This is how I originally remember the story. And changing it is different, but changing it, fucking it up? No. Yeah, no. Again. Changing it is different. Yes, she's, her skin pigment's different. Yeah. And she looks really good in the part. Like when she I still has scales. Her, right. I mean, yeah. she's a fish. She's still a fish. So yeah. in this case, I don't give a shit. What's the one with the, 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 the genie Aladdin. So yeah. if Aladdin's a Mexican guy, or right. maybe uh, if they tell that story where he's a Canadian white guy. Right. And he has, he doesn't have the accent or anything like that. Yeah. Maybe that's a little weird. I would say, I don't know. I don't think you're right. being really true to the story. Fucking Canadian nights. <laughs> Canadian dreams. Like it would just still be like a white dude who's like got a tan and shit. Again, it's not a big issue to me, but I just find the reaction from both sides. I think everyone should calm down and like try to see it from the other person's perspective, the other side's perspective. And like, just don't care that much about fictional characters looking the way you prefer them to but also understand why people might prefer their fictional characters to be the way they remember them and everybody should see a little bit like don't just harden yourself and again that seems to be the message of every episode we ever do is like don't be so fucking laden with like dogmatic bias that you've left reality which is what yeah exactly you, you've left reality care but don't care like that right. don't don't care like you're caring each yeah, side stop left caring, and right Karen. you know don't yeah. don't care like you've been caring because if you really break it down to the ridiculous, we're talking about a fucking mermaid who ends up having legs. We're okay with that being a possibility, but we're not okay with that mermaid also being black. This, I'm going to go go ahead and jump right into fucking it up like I do every single week, but that's fine. So, that's it for us this week, folks. God, that sentence. Damn. I've str- I don't know why I struggle with that sentence. Yeah, that's it for us. That's Why don't you it. say something different? Um, is that like I don't possible? Know. Yeah, but I don't have words. That's it for know. us, folks. Like, uh, yeah. Would you say, hey? Uh, so, well, thank the show's right. over. Yeah. So that's it. Thanks for watching. We appreciate you. Obviously, listen to us on whatever podcast platform. Get on the YouTube clips. Get on the YouTube. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Join us. Join the Discord. Check out Mid Journey. Check out the art. Make art with us. Talk to us. We're going to start gaming soon. We'll probably have a separate channel for that. So until next week, see you then.